Jesus! Right, ceiling. Um, Crumbly, um, have you been to the gym tonight? Mm, yes. Did you have a good workout? Mm, yes, very good, thank you. And did you fly off the treadmill again? Yes. Uh... Oh, dear. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I am merely Keith tonight. Oh. Yeah, I'm all on my lonesome. But at least he smells nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, we are two or three down. Three down. Mm. It is just sausage fest tonight. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. Gene is still being a road warrior. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... In I, I think Karen has actually joined her as her trusty sidekick. Oh, really? Okay. And together they're, they're stabbing terror into the hearts of Kitty Minster. Oh, yes. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so please bear with us and treat us kindly and gently. Oh, yes. Do they have Viking-type helmets oh, on? Oh, it's, it's the big, big shields and big swords. Do, do, and... Do, you, do you remember the, the last election, my Lord Bucket? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> the bucket head. The bucket head, that's, bucket, that's what it is. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. with the horns and, and the wings. Mm-hmm. Big, big steel wings. <laughs> and the black leather. Oh, yes. <laughs> that worries me, that does. Whatever floats their boat, yes. <laughs> Anyway, without further ado, mishaps at the gym besides, it's the news <laughs> with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who season 20 goes blue. blue. Mm. May I put a caveat on that? As in, a yes. a finally. Yeah, indeed. Yes. We, we first yeah. heard about this before the, oh, just literally just before the pandemic. We get to that, yes. Yes. It's been a long time coming, but finally season 20 of classic Doctor Who has been announced for a Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. Nearly three and a half years ago, yes, early February. Yes, count three and a half years. Yep, February 2020 in Earth mm. that was. <laughs> Some of us here witnessed many of the special features in this Fifth Doctor box set at the Galley Convention, Gallifrey Convention in LA. Mm-hmm. The stories of the season are... Ark of Infinity, Ooh. Snake Dance, Ooh. Maldrin Undead, Ooh. Terminus, Ooh. Enlightenment, The King's Demon, and The Five Doctors. <laughs> it stars Peter Davison as the Fifth Doctor, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa, Janet Fielding as Tegan, and Mark Strickson as Turlow. Special features include Look Who's Driving! <gasps> Davison, Fielding and Sutton squabble on a European road trip. Indeed. Let's go Dutch! <gasps> the TARDIS team revisit locations in Amsterdam. I bet they do. When Janet met Martin. <sighs> Fielding chats to Snake Dance's Martin Clunes. 
In conversation with <gasps> Matthew Sweet does double duty with that sounds a bit rude. Mm. <laughs> with lucky, Fielding lucky uh, Fielding and Sutton <laughs> behind the sofa. Ooh. The five doctors fortieth anniversary edition. Uh. Yet again updated special effects. Again. Dolby Atmos Sound and another new commentary with Davison, Fielding and Strixon. Longleat celebration footage. Plus a lot, lot more. Some of the recent collection box sets were a little short on special features, but this nine disc set is completely making up for it. The price is going to be up to £55 for the limited edition version. And available for pre-order now, at least in the UK. There's no release date yet, however. Mm. Presumably it won't be November. It seems a bit early to do the yeah, yeah. pre-orders mm. now. But you'd think November would be the time to put it it's, out, yeah. really. It's, it's, so, yeah. it's, again, once again, the anniversary year. So, yeah, yeah you would have thought so. But Yeah, it's our 40th anniversary of Five Doctors. Right? Yeah. Oh, blimey. God, <laughs> feeling out. Yeah. <laughs> Old and withered. There is a trailer out, a quite nifty dream sequence Mara trailer. Yes, yeah, we've got another Which which I've seen. And a bit of Sarah Sutton in there A bit of Sarah Sutton. And there is, I think, a couple of scenes, because I remember saying, from the Five Doctors, because I remember thinking, ooh, I don't recognise that. So it could be at least one of the special additional scenes. Right, yeah, yeah. They did an extended cut. Yeah. They did new special features, and we've had so many versions of the Five Doctors. Yeah, it's almost like Star Wars, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. A a new hope. The question is, with the Five Doctors, will the... Still be in there. Ah, you, I'm you, sure. You've got to have the surprise-sounding mm. Cyberman. Oh, yes. mm. What I'm really looking forward to is the full version of Look Who's Driving. Yes. That was hilarious. That looked good. Considering, we saw quite a lot of that at Galley. And it considering, was really as we were told in Galley, it was just meant to be Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton, and Davison managed to invite himself along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bickering to get yes. away. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lo- losing the camera car. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that looks good. That looked good. Hollywood. Mm. Actors are revolting. <laughs> Back in May, the Writers Guild of America went on strike for additional pay, especially now that streaming is replacing traditional repeat fees and the concern about the use of AI. Mm. Now the actors are joining in on the stoppage, as ordered by their clunkily named union, SAG-AFTRA. Blimey. <laughs> yeah, it is Screen a Actors a Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. <laughs> their demands and concerns are much the same as the writers. Parts of Hollywood were struggling on with what scripts they already had, but now production has completely stopped. This is the first time since the 1960s that both writers and actors have been on strike together, leaving only post-production still going assuming no ADR is required. This does not affect UK productions, as both the Writers Guild of Great Britain and British Actors' Equity Association have not called for strikes, yet at least. Even SAG members working in the UK cannot legally strike, so productions such as House of the Dragon Season 2 will continue. In the meantime, US actors cannot attend press junkets or even award shows. What this means for the upcoming San Diego Comic-Con is very unclear right now. Mm. Mm. Oppenheimer, I think, oh, UK, yes. UK premiere was... Yeah, they, they walked out halfway through. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, through, yeah. As, as soon as it was signed and agreed, they up and left. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's no promotion, anything. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. So what I understand is that these unions 
do a deal with the producers organization yeah. who are the heads of studios Netflix and yeah. Disney what have you, to say the minimum standards of a contract yeah. now obviously you can get more than that but you can never go less than that so you have union rates guild rates yeah. which is the least you can pay somebody mm. for doing a particular job and in terms of writers that hasn't changed since 2018 yeah. Grief. So they've had a real terms pay cut quite a lot by mm. now and also you get the introduction of uh, streaming which wasn't as popular then yeah, and to, to my understanding because people like netflix are rather cagey yeah they don't mm, give out yes. viewing figures they don't give out viewing figures so the remedials of repeat showings have been slashed what actors used to survive on has been slashed by half a third well um, don't even, get any for streaming yeah they even get one off fee that's yeah it. Even, even yeah for popular shows such as uh orange is the new black mm-hmm. which I could be mistaken, but under the old ruling, because it's popular, they would have the actors would have got a bonus because of how well it has been enjoyed. Yeah, because but, that would bring you more money in terms of the uh, the value of the adverts. Yeah. Therefore, more money coming to the program, yeah. more money goes to the actors and the writers, what have you. Yeah, the theory. And then every time it's repeated, they get a repeat fee. Yeah, it might be a you know a tiny check every month, but if they're not working that month, yeah, that check could be life and death for them yeah. right? oh yeah, well, yeah. obviously we're not talking about mainline head actors here we're not talking about Harrison Ford and whatever no no we are, we are talking the they're people. well above the minimum <laughs> yeah they are well above the minimum we're, we're talking about the jobbing actor yeah the, yeah. the face you recognize because he's been in half or he or she has been in half a dozen things yeah. but in as a, a second player or a bit player or an also starring player yeah or even people who don't get any credit no the, the extras still there. yeah Oh, yeah. um, so they still got to get paid. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but they they are getting nothing. I mean, there's a couple of YouTube vids on this, and I think one of the main, not main stars, but secondary stars of Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. showed her remedials, and we are talking pennies, not oh, pounds. Yeah. You know, this is a massive pay cut. Yeah, I've heard of actors who literally have got a cheque for two or three pence. Yeah, yeah. It's hardly, you know, it's, it's, it's not less worth the cost it. of the Yeah, it's not worth the, the paper it's written. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it's they're, they're having to take second, third jobs just to survive. I mean, forget yeah. about talking about any healthcare or anything like that system that is set up in America. They can't afford it. Yeah. And the, the worst thing is, I think hopefully now the actors gone on strike, they might yeah. do something about it. When the writers went on strike, they didn't do any negotiation at all no. for two, uh, two and a half months. They yeah. did nothing. The idea was to starve them out. Yeah. Mm. I think oh, the, the, the line that has been used is, it's cruel but a necessary evil, yeah. which I think was used by Bob Iger of Disney. Someone who multi-millionaire. Gets, yeah, someone yeah. who gets a paycheck at the end of the year that is borderline billions <laughs> yeah, well tens if not hundreds of millions uh, yeah yeah it's crazy yeah and the writers should be the ones who are looked after the most yeah, yeah. frankly they're the most important people in the they're, entire process yes you you would say that and you would think that but unfortunately as we have found with many a film recently suits have think they have a better idea we yeah. can't do it that way we're going to do it this way and oh strangely the film has flopped yeah oh they're mm. totally dissipated writers they they've shoved out written the by yeah. a dozen yeah. people and yeah well uh, also, situation. also again following the couple of youtube vids i've watched previous pandemic you'd be in a writer's room mm-hmm. you'd be able to sit down you would learn your craft in the writer's room 
people would uh, you, you'd work your way up to you know uh, a staff writer a head writer showrunner yeah. yeah potentially but they don't do that now everything's done in, within five minutes in zoom yeah because of the pandemic mm. pandemic is over but they're still carrying on that practice because it's cheaper yeah it's just all shut down the only writers get any kind of respect are the ones who are the top of the game who are the, the showrunners yeah people like James Gunn people like that yeah who are more than writers they're running the entire show yeah they're, they're pr- directing yeah. producing like the Duffer Brothers for example as well and yeah they get some respect but that's because they're, they're more than writers yeah again through the old system they've managed to push their way to the front which isn't there now we'll see what happens but how long it goes on for but yeah everything's stopped apart from the the things i think something's happening in the uk are still yeah something's happening in the uk uh certain things in stateside that i think are in post-production now i the the filming is done they're adding oh yeah special effects and, and yeah if you don't need actors or writers at that point yeah. then you can carry on but, yeah. yeah apparently spider-verse 3 is in trouble because that haven't finished recording all the audio for that yeah i'm not yeah. sure what's happening with andor because that is recorded in this country but mm. i think it's still mm. stopped yeah i'm not sure why house well, of dragon is carry on i do know that equity has released a statement a quite a cunningly word statement <laughs> i think the words are along the lines because of draconian uh, law measurements in this country yeah. we cannot join you in this walkout but we do have sympathy and we stand by you yeah so in this country you can't go and strike in sympathy for with another union yeah but if they have the same concerns couldn't they go and strike anyway well, i think I, I, I yeah the directors did get a deal yeah i don't know how they did it well they got more power presumably than yeah the, the, you know it's you've got a proven semi-proven track record you can't film it without a director also you can't make it without a writer or actors but well no it's you know maybe they're more replaceable yeah and directors and something yeah mm. oh well we'll see that's that's our rant over yeah <laughs> right plays tate and the unfriend return Ooh. some actors who are still working include those in british theater one of those is Catherine jane ford aka Catherine tate who will be treading the boards in the Enfield Haunting. Ooh. Play will start in Brighton in mid-November, move to Richmond for a few more days, and then to the Ambassador's Theatre in the West End from the end of November to the beginning of March 2024. The play is... Based on the first-hand accounts of one of the ghost hunters, the Enfield Haunting is the true story of what happened when a dedicated single mother tries to protect her three children from something that is incomprehensible, deeply disturbing, and is hurtling to a terrifying conclusion. Meanwhile, if you missed the Stephen Moffat penned and Mark Gatiss-directed comedy The Unfriend, it is returning to the West End by way of the Wyndham's Theatre from mid-December to early March 2024 again. The original run starred Reese Shearsmith, Amanda Abingdon and Francis Barber. Barber is returning, but now with Lee Mack and Sarah Alexander. Tickets for both plays are on sale now. If I may say, mm. The Enfield Haunting. Mm. Mm, uh, yes. This has been done at least twice before. One as a, a British TV show. Right. And one as one of the Conjuring films, if I remember rightly. Mm. Uh, the second could be the third interesting they adapted it for their, yeah. their film yeah. yeah and on a small personal side note this was allegedly of took place in the 70s and 
I remember it. I have so dis- do I. Yes. I have distinct memories of the front cover of the Daily Mirror with photographs from the Enfield hauntings. So it's meant to be a real event. It's, it is meant to be allegedly. Yeah, it is. It is a real event, as in there was something went on right. in Enfield right, that okay. made the news. Whether mm-hmm. what they're claiming <laughs> well, is mean, actually happened mm-hmm. or it was a massive fake is another matter. It's I, debatable. Yes. I, I am not going to say yay or nay. I just say I have memories of this appearing in the papers. Okay, right. In Enfield, of all places. Of yeah, Enfield, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was one of the Conjuring films, I'm sure. Is it Ed Warren and... Um, oh. Yes, so the TV series had Timothy Spall in it. Yes. It's one of the uh, inquiring minds. Yes. Okay. I think in real life the Warrens weren't involved, but because it's part of the Conjuring universe, they sort of wrote them into it. I don't know anything about the Conjuring films, not seeing yeah. them, so yeah. I don't know who they are. They're, they're are uh, haunted horror films yeah. that are very loosely linked together in some way, shape, okay. or form. It takes in what is it? Uh, you have the Conjuring, then there's the Annabelle offshoot, and oh, yeah. now we have the Nun offshoot. It's all sort of okay. ties into the mm. same haunted universe. Conjuring, I just think of Paul Daniels. <laughs> is, it, is that horror enough? I that, don't know. That's horrible. That is horrifying. That is yeah. truly scary. Yeah. That is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that's magic. <laughs> Any more news? No, that is the end of the news. Oh, the addendums. I, I, I have addendums. a brief, a brief, very small minuet addendum. Go on then. Filming of Doctor Who has wrapped. Oh, that's true, yes. We, we've had uh, various photographs of uh, Russell T's big cheesy mug <laughs> mugging to camera uh, around a group with the police box in the background. So all the practical filming has stopped and been done. They're now into post-production. Right, OK. Yeah, we should... Lucky, because before the strikes, but it wouldn't have been affected by the strikes anyway, yeah. I think, despite Disney's involvement. Well, this, it will all be under equity yeah. uh, rules. So This is another thing which I hopefully we're going to touch on later i do find it highly ironic that now we've got disney money we have no worries it's clear skies from now on disney's in trouble <laughs> yeah disney definitely in trouble but they can need programming from somewhere oh yeah yeah, hey, yeah. we can give them programming <laughs> maybe it's gonna be quite a shot in the arm to the british film industry it might be. you never know yeah back to the uh ealing studio days yeah I have one final sad addendum. Oh, oh. Manny Koto. Ah, oh, dead. dead. RTD was talking about him. As we mentioned RTD, yeah. you say how much you admired him, but he's best known for working, I think on, he took over the final season of Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. And apparently, by all accounts, he really turned That's, it around. The, the, the final season is head and shoulders above. As, as, a, as a Trekkie, Star Trek, yeah. or a, a watcher, uh, yeah, I would say the final season of Enterprise, except for the last episode, <laughs> was was head and shoulders of what they'd done previously. Yeah, I must catch that sometime. Uh, also, he worked on 24, and he's yeah. particularly well-known for creating Odyssey 5, which I remember back in the day. Yeah. Which yeah. is another one which only lasted a season, unfortunately. And it was like B5, it had an overall arc. Yeah. And it didn't get to finish it, so I... Uh, oh. but, uh, yeah, but he's apparently he had cancer for about 13 months. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Unfortunate. Yes. Any more addendums? And thus endeth the news. Yay! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We have been listening to stuff with our luggles. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. And what have we been listening to, boys and girls? We have been listening to Doctor Who. Big finish. Big finish. Pause for music. Thank you. 
What exactly have we been listening to, El Presidente? Once in the Future, episode two. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Artist at the End of Time. If if I may say, it should be announced, pronounced, Mm -hmm. The Artist at the End of Time. Not a piss artist in the end. Don't Right, this this is the second one. This mainly features uh, Doctor Five. Oh yes, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's it's the it's a, it's a two Doctor event, I think. Well, yeah. it, well, it's not really a fifth Doctor, and it's not really a sixth Doctor. No, no, it's it's <laughs> it's it's the War Doctor, but he has been. Degenerated. Degenerated into Doctor Five, so it's yes. mainly Peter Davison as the Doctor. The other one mm-hmm. that you have mentioned is actually the creator, curator, curator, curator. Mm. Yeah. or the artist as the he's artist, going by, as, by this point. as he's going by now, uh, or this, otherwise the Colin Baker, yeah, as, as played by Mate Mate Ketchup and mm. Mashed Potato, be oh. upon him, <laughs> as we saw in the Last Stranded. I this yeah. this curator can at will shift himself up and down his regenerations or, or wear very, his body. It's not very clear, yeah, if he just regenerated into another familiar form or, yeah. or what. But yeah, but yeah he, he's now played by Colin rather than mm-hmm. Tom Weird. Baker. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. I don't think this was as good as the first one. No, I think there was a drop mm. in quality. It, I'm not saying it's bad. Don't oh, get me wrong. It's still good fun, but it's it's yeah, a much it's a, it's more a fun episode. It's a much more standard feeling big yeah. finish, despite the fact that we've got some quite big names here. We haven't mentioned the uh, the guest. Oh yes, the star guest of, of Jenny Jenny yep. Who. Yes, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, played by Georgia Tennant. Yeah, she is now. We take part at the end of time, mm-hmm. so we're not sure whether the stabilizing influence is Jenny. Or yeah. the fact that he's at right the at the time. end of time. Yeah. It's both, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the last episode, he went off searching for some Time Lord DNA to yeah. help stabilise himself. Mm. Yes. And the TARDIS led him here, because that's where Jenny was. And yeah. obviously she's the closest to his own DNA. She is basically his DNA somehow. Yeah, his DNA. Yeah. So mixed up slightly. A bit of tinkering. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting, because he doesn't actually do anything with it. He just stands in her presence. <laughs> you know, I... I he doesn't the, try to mingle his DNA with her. <laughs> no, no, Given that his father and daughter the, the, would be the, weird. The, no, that would be interesting. The... the impression i was given at the end of the last one is that he needed a sample of dna to help yeah. boost but that seemed to go by the by we didn't yeah. do anything with different it. writers yeah, yeah we just <laughs> bits of information i don't think was passed over perhaps yeah but anyway we have the final gallery yes where certain works of art of doomed, destroyed, and oh, yes. dead planets mm-hmm. are now on display. And but, up for sale. And up for sale. But they are works of art that are produced by the same artist. Because oh, yes. mm-hmm. they're various running themes. Certainly an infinity symbol standing upright has been noticed in yes. a couple of them. Yes. Uh, the robot, who was the, uh, well, you could say the main sort of you know, curator and guide of the... Yeah. Uh, yes. yep. I found her voice very melodious. Yes. Uh. It was completely ripped off from uh, Portal. That's the same sound effect they used. Oh, but uh, for a GLaDOS. Uh, GLaDOS, GLaDOS yeah. yeah. I've very impressive the way they, they managed to emulate GLaDOS so, so well. But uh, yeah, it's very clearly GLaDOS. Yeah, certainly the impression and almost the same attitude. Yeah. It's certainly taken GLaDOS as its base. Yeah, absolutely. Inspiration. Yeah. And, and a good one to say. Interestingly, disappointingly, we didn't actually get to find out who was behind it all. Not really, no. Not really, because the bad guys 
whoever they are, the people who control the gallery or are in charge of the gallery, yeah. are never revealed and never seen. Yeah. You see their minions and yeah. the people and people to buy the... Yeah, yeah people, people who are there to buy the, the, buy the, the works of art. Because yeah. yeah. it is at the very, very other end of time and stars are going out slowly. Yeah. We're talking about the universe itself as maybe a couple of centuries left. We're not at the yeah. end, but we're... Yeah, but nearing the end. N- rapidly nearing mm, yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how it works, because the final gallery is there to, to save these works of art into the next universe, if there yeah. is one. Mm, yeah. Yet yeah. people are buying but them. But they're selling them <laughs> as well, yeah. Whatever. It does, does seem to not necessarily be properly, properly thought out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we do eventually find out who the creator of all these works of art is. Yes, mm-hmm. which is uh, the curator, as played by Colin Baker. Yeah. And he's, up till now, the curators always seem to be this mysterious figure who's behind the scenes pulling yeah. all the strings. He knows the whatever. master manipulator. He's the seventh doctor, yeah. but more mysterious. To, to the nth degree. More the, hidden in the shadows. The impression that you've been given up until this point, certainly from Day of the Doctor and the Stranded series, yeah. is he knows exactly what's going on. He only acts when it's necessary for him to act. He yep. knows when to act. Yeah, which makes sense given he is, presumably, as far as we know, yeah. an older version of the Doctor. Yeah. Mm. So, in theory, this Davison Doctor will forget this, but I suppose he won't. Yeah. But- well, no, he, at the end, he did. He was beginning to forget when he was sitting on the beach oh, okay. at the end. He was beginning to forget oh, was okay. what was going on. But talking of forgetting, he appears to know Jenny, and Jenny knows him in that form. So I don't know if they've had dealings before. Um, yeah, I would say they have had dealings before, because so num- number five, as the Fifth Doctor, met Jenny in the Big Finish celebration, when it was ten years of Big Finish. Oh, okay, or twenty, they probably would Or twenty years yeah. of Big Finish, you know, the big box set, which they all ended up together at the end. With the uh, uh, Sirens of Time, the second time we had the Sirens of Time. Can't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, they did. Can we they did. Review that one? Yeah, we we have reviewed it. We <laughs> okay. have we have done it. Short term <laughs> memory is always the first to go. Yeah. But yeah. yes, according to the Big Finish, they have met before when Five was the Fifth Doctor. Yeah. Okay. When Davison was the that Fifth Doctor. So yeah. Of course, that raises the whole River Song problem of she's met all these previous Doctors before Tennant. Yeah. At some point. Doctor's got to forget her. Yeah. We've got that same problem with with Tennant again. Yeah. Has well, got to forget Jenny. Again, yes, if we're impinging on the curator's timeline. Yeah. That sort of does work its way it out. It does work, yeah. I, I am not sure if that is by design or luck. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With the curator in this one, he doesn't seem to know what's going on. No, that's, that's no. what I was getting at, yeah. yeah. He's completely out of sorts compared to what we've seen of the curator before. Yes. Uh, the impression I'm given is the fact that it's after the Day of the Doctor one, so after Tom's version. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, but, I think every version we've seen in Big Finch has been after. Yeah, yeah, it runs concurrently. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah he, he definitely seems out of sorts because he, he thinks he's cursed. Yeah, because he's been avoiding going to populated worlds for centuries, potentially. I find it rather touching that he does all this. He either makes a painting or a sculpture concerning the world he's been on. Yeah. Because even if it's an unpopulated planet, he wants somebody to remember it. Yeah, yeah. Apt, I think, for, for the Doctor. Certainly at the very end 
of everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's... A, it's quite a melancholy idea, isn't it? Mm, yeah. At, at the end of everything, then, nothing matters nothing. at all. Everything is forgotten. Yeah. Everything we've done, mm. everything we'll ever do, it's all, all forgotten at the end so of the day. So the curator's questioning is, all, yeah. why do it in the first place? Yeah. Like tears in the rain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even that. One day, Blade Runner will not exist and nobody will know anything about it. Yeah. Certainly the curator, the end of the story, this story, when it finally yeah. finishes, is a rejuvenation for him. It's uh, emphasis. It gives him a task to do. Yeah. So it yeah. gives him new life. And reminds the Doctor of what he's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saving worlds and people and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what they were setting up for the next one. He saw a, a painting and that inspired him to a di- go... A diamond so in the sky. Painting yes. of a diamond. Yes. Yeah. So That's their link into the next one, which seems a bit yeah. nebulous, perhaps, literally. Yeah, we, we, we'll see when we get there, but it seems a bit iffy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've, they've also skipped Colin's Doctor, haven't they? Yes. I suppose fair enough is in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They go straight to Sylvester. For, uh... you, the, the impression I'm given, it's straight to Sylvester. And I yeah. think we've got Davos or Daleks in the next one. Sounds right. It's not out yet. I, I think I, as we I, record I, this. I remember. It's not out yet as we record this. But I was thinking I remember seeing a preview cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in my big finish app. <laughs> yeah. It's, as I said before, I don't think this one is as good as the first one. It doesn't no. seem to carry on the threads of the other one. It seems to be sort of a sideways story. At the end of the day, nothing was achieved in terms of the overall story. No. You could no. have skipped this one. Quite, It's, it's a placeholder. And, and no. nothing would have changed in terms of the overall story. Yeah. Hopefully we're not going to have too many like that. It reminds me of what I imagine that um, Doomsday yes. will be or is as it's yeah. currently coming out. That most of them mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't impinge on the overall Yeah story arc it's a perpetual episode two episode three mm, we've got to keep place holding can't get too far above we've got to get captured release captured <laughs> release but i did quite like this one i like yeah, the interactions yeah, like it, yeah. particularly between jenny and the the, the fifth doctor yeah. in the it, it has its merits it's not yeah. a bad that's a threat it's not a bad story it's no, a no, good no. story it just doesn't it's smaller scale yeah, very Despite small. being the end of the universe and everything, we yeah. know. So I, I, I do like the fact that you get the impression that Gallifrey Falls No More was painted and created by... Oh, yeah, he, he yeah, mentioned the three people in the painting. He yeah. did, yeah. yeah. He, he said that's his first work. Yeah. Which yeah. was a nice callback. Yeah. And again, because obviously it's the anniversary of that yeah. too. That would be ten years old. Mm, ten years, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all getting old and crumbly. So, yeah. Will they start calling back to other specials? Five I, Doctors, three Doctors? I don't know. I don't know. Commissions in time? I think... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have a few tips of the hat, but that's yeah, about it. Maybe. So, um, personally, yeah, you can get this, but I don't think you'll be missing much if you skip it. It's an entertaining story. Yeah. 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 Tell us what you thought, mm. if you heard oh, yes. it, at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! Dear listeners, we've all been watching something, a couple more episodes of something. What is that something we've been watching, Keith? (laughs) Space! I've just blown the ears off of the... (laughs) Space, the final frontier, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Oh, yes. Mm. 
So, episodes four and five of season yes. two. Yep. We are now officially halfway through. We are. I suppose ten oh, episodes. So yeah. Ten, ten episodes. episodes, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number four is Among the Lotus Eaters. Oh, yep. yes. yes. A bit of a sequel, apparently. Yes, because it is set back on, was it Rigel 7? Rigel 7, yes. Which was, wasn't, well, was sort of seen in flashback in the cage. Yeah. And oh, uh, the menagerie two-parter. So we are going all the way back to 1966. 66. Mm-hmm. Yes. I enjoyed it. It, it, it mm. was a good one. It, it yeah, ironically, is one which I find myself forgetting a bit. <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic. It is ironic. <laughs> appropriate, really. They find out that Starfleet has influenced Rigel 7 yes. by doing a oh, yes. survey yeah. of the planet's A major piece yeah. of cultural a, contamination. A, a flyby. Yeah, mm. because it Delta, they call it the, 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 uh, the, Delta, the, the, the Starfleet yep. yeah, logo. Yeah. So they go down to take a look, and one of their well, try and lost clear, crew clear up the mess. Yeah. Yeah. are not dead. It's one of the yeomans, the captain's yeoman, who is not dead. Okay. Which, only to a sad fan like me, right. because <laughs> it was, it's mentioned in the cage that he lost his yeoman. Oh, okay. Ah. So it's all mentioned all the way back in... Yeah. I think I have seen it um, decades ago. Yeah. yeah. So I don't remember, did we ever see this character before it was mentioned? Uh, he, was, uh, he was merely mentioned in the cage. Okay. We didn't actually see him. Right. Because it was one of the reasons why Spock was walking with a limp in that episode. Changed leg occasionally. <laughs> got better. <laughs> it got better, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, as I just said, the, the, the yeoman is from the cage. Okay. Allegedly. Unlike last time, they actually beam down in disguise. Because mm. last time they just beamed down in their Starfleet uniforms and... As they tended to do back in yeah. the 60s. As they tended to do back in the 60s. Unless they go back in time. And, and, and got the proverbial kicked out of them. Right. Three people died. Spock was badly injured. And they had to evac out there as quickly as they could possibly be. Leaving... <gasps> Lots of bits and pieces behind. Oh, yes. Did, yes. This time we've got Pike, La'an, and Mbenga yep. mm-hmm. going down. Mbenga, just because he's... Combat trained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. In yeah. real life, too, apparently. He's, he's quite... Uh, he, martial the, artist yeah, the life. actor is... I'm not sure which level, but he's quite a high jiu-jitsu thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to mess with him. No, um, no. <laughs> so they beam down and quickly start to lose their mental faculties yes. and yes. their memories. Short-term memory is always the first to go. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, it's, uh, I, I liked the way it was done. I, for, uh, the first one to be affected by this memory loss is Leanne. Mm-hmm. You got them outside the shuttle about a couple of metres away, walking. She starts to have a headache Tinnitus, with this yes. piercing noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next thing we know, we're something like six hours away. Yeah. And, and so she's it's got done, no recollection. Yeah, yeah it's done from that. her point of view. Yeah, it's yeah. suddenly one minute she's there, the next minute she's there. Very convenient for the plot, too. Very yeah. convenient it's for the plot. On there a bit. And, and, yeah, and, and the uh, uh, set design as well. The uh, yeoman, the captain's yeoman, who was previously thought dead. Not yeoman Rand. Not not yeoman Rand. I can't remember the yeoman's name, but (laughs) with bits and pieces of Starfleet equipment, specifically phaser rifles, Mm. has set himself up as emperor mm. in an attempt to take over the planet because he's been abandoned and left behind and, and he's yep. slightly resentful 
And just just a smidgen, just yeah. a smidgen. But he isn't forgetting. No, oh, no. There's something people in the castle don't forget. The people in the castle. But all the, the slaves out in the fields. All the... All the, uh, all the, yeah. the rock-breaking. I do love the beginning of it with uh, Ortega, so enthusiastic about going planet-side oh, yeah. on... on not. Yeah. yeah. But because uh, there is so much asteroid debris, because a couple of centuries ago, mm. a moon exploded in yeah. orbit... And the flying the Enterprise is going to be tricky, so they need their best person there. Mm-hmm. Yes, until she starts losing her, her memory. Right, that's it. The, the, the chip starts mm, to yeah. yeah, the um, the exotic radiation, for want of a better mm-hmm. word, isn't only planet side. It is in local space, and they begin to lose uh, short term memory. I do like the way it's done. Sort of, you have muscle memory things you constantly do mm-hmm. you can do without thinking so flying the ship you can do without thinking who you are who that is over there who your friends are are it's gone away to the fairies yeah and that's a real thing in real yeah. life too you have different types of memory you yeah have yeah different. autobiographical declarative memory and stuff like that yeah right? and uh, one of the ways to uh, cure this is spock hands out uh, data pads to everyone mm. with their crew records on and they forget how to read. <laughs> I'm not sure Ooh, they should do that. I'm not sure they should do that, but it's still funny. Yeah. Going back to Ortega, I fly the ship is a statement of what she does. Yeah. In the middle of the crisis, it's a mantra of who she is. Mm-hmm. I fly the ship, I fly yeah, the she's ship. She's constantly reminding the... yeah. herself. Yeah. It's the level of graphics. You wouldn't have been able to do that with model work. But the uh, spin on the Enterprise, firing the phasers, blowing up the asteroid and mm. flying through Going the debris. Going straight through it, yeah. it, it, it. It's just glorious, I'm sorry. <laughs> Geeking out here. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's good that she gets to, to shine a bit on this one. Oh, yeah. Each yeah. episode there, they give me something else. The, they're, 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 the spotlight is on different people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. good, yeah. Planet side, I did like the fact that it's how a society would act with no conscious memory. Uh, the totems yeah. to remind you where you are. Mm. The tattoo matches this hut, t- uh, sign yeah. on this hut. So home. this is obviously where I live. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's how it's adapted to take in this, not this natural occurrence. Mm-hmm. And they actually were grateful for the forgetting whatever they yeah. called it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. meant the, there's no pain. Like that, no you know? trauma, yeah, no exactly. yeah. hardship. Interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, the reason that uh, our ensign, uh, our yeoman, and all the guards remember is because the metal of the helmet and the, the, rock. S- the stones mm, yeah. and the rock... Yeah, the walls of the castle. Uh, yeah. I- ...isolate them to a certain amount. Mm, yeah. Also, the fact that you no- have no memories reveals the core of yourself, who you actually are. Oh, he got a bit violent, didn't he? He, he got <laughs> a bit violent towards the end there because yeah. he was trying to save his friend. Yeah. But he wouldn't kill the yeoman. Uh, he didn't okay. kill him. If it would have been anyone else, you know, yeah. say it would have been a Klingon or or somebody, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's true to. He went to the went to the extreme edge of as far as he was willing to go to help Leanne because she got stabbed. Oh yes. <laughs> she, she was injured and and was dying. The doctor yeah. was doing what he could. It showed how far he was willing to go. The line he wasn't willing to cross. Although, to be fair, the the yeoman was a bit of a pathetic specimen by the end. Once he, yeah, once he got weapons. the cat kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed that one immensely. Yeah, I really good. did. It was very good. And the uh, fifth and final one for us so far, mm-hmm. anyway, is uh, charades or charades. charades. Yeah, <laughs> right. This one has... It's very 
very good. It's fun, but I found it the weakest of the lot so far. Oh, it's interesting. A lot of people say this is. Well, a lot of people. I've seen people say this is the funniest Star Trek they've ever mm, seen. Yes, uh, I wouldn't go. Which I, I wouldn't go that far. Either. No, I, I wouldn't go that far. It's fun. It's just, uh, saying it's the weakest is doing it disservice because. Everything so far has been so damn strong. Yeah. yeah. For example, if this had been an episode of uh, Enterprise, mm-hmm. it would have been the best episode of Enterprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just that everything else... It's, it's a fish-out-of-water episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a so, comedy. And they, is, they do one or two it, comedies Trek, a season two. If anything, Trek does very good comedies. They are very good at comedies. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the comedy episodes are a good piece of the action. Trouble with Tribbles. But again, what happens, there's a shuttle accident with mm-hmm. uh, Spock and Chapel. Mm-hmm. Yes. They yeah. are both injured. They are both re- miraculously repaired by uh, semi demigod aliens. Mm. Who live yeah, in a wormhole. There's yes. a wormhole. So, wormhole yeah. deities. Yeah. It, it, That's familiar. It, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, this, this could one, be yeah. DS9. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a transference tunnel. So, it, it could have been the prophets. Could be. But anyway, they're confused by Spock's DNA. Yeah. He had him, two, isn't two but, sets. Yeah, two sets, human and Vulcan. Mm. So, they repair him to his human DNA. Yes. And. Basically, Chaos make, ensues. basically make him human. Yeah, so round ears, his yep. eyebrows, eyebrows are different. Yeah, yeah. And he's got emotions and yes. yep. a, a rather hearty appetite as well. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> I thought Vulcans were meant to be vegetarians. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh. Yeah. How are they? Okay. I think so. I think they're meant to be vegetarians. Well, but he's not Vulcan at that point, so. He, oh, God, uh, <laughs> yeah. not knocking it. Not, not just, <laughs> just watching Ethan Peck scrowl down a whole of crispy mm. bacon yeah, yeah just uh, yeah just to add more into the mix um yeah, his fiance and her parents are yeah, coming on board yes um, some other ritual mm, yes <laughs> some vulcan engagement ritual yes but i have to say to pring's parents remind me of lord and lady whiteadder oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> duplicit child yeah. Nathaniel sits on a spike. I sit on Nathaniel. <laughs> I had nothing but sympathy for um, Spock's you know, father-in-law. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, anything for a quiet life. He, he's allowed no... Uh, yeah. well, um, cabin pressure. Right, yeah. The, the, uh, the husband of... Um, oh, uh, yes, the sister. Th- of, yeah, uh, uh, sister yeah, pretends he's deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to get a quiet life. Yeah. yeah. Yes, well, this is the most animated I've seen of Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, where he eagerly eats the food that yeah. Captain Pike's prepared. Yeah. And is roundly scolded by his wife because yeah. the food is overly complicated. Yeah. Pike added a flourish to it yes. to keep it fresh or different. And no, we can't have that. Yeah, yeah. she was slapped down for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was constantly criticising everything. Or to yeah. Pring's mother, she was. Yeah, like, yeah, she, yeah was, said, she was a bit of a shrew. I mean, yeah. I said, Lord and Lady Whiteadder. <laughs> Watch Blackadder to get yes. the reference. <laughs> yeah, if I was Spock, I think I'd call off the entire thing. That's going to be my mother in law. Yeah. That's why he's on the starship away for yeah. several. And of course, he's confused because he's. Potentially got feelings with Chapel as well. Yeah. Yes. I did like the visualization of the uh, wormhole aliens. All right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, foil well, well, <laughs> the, 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 the whole thing was sort of tin, CGI'd tinfoil. Yeah. Is the best way to describe yeah. it. But it's the adder. I am blue. I don't yellow, know. I'm yellow. Okay. Yellow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. English is not their language, and something is lost in the translation yeah. as they're trying yeah. to communicate. When they went back, you've got to fix him. Yeah. Out of warranty. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We haven't had a Outside complaint. Outside the allotted time. Yeah. Yes. Outside the allotted warranty time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like any big corporation. 
You try to make a complaint. No, we don't have complaints. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves our stuff. <laughs> but most of the comedy comes from Spock yeah. trying to pretend to be Vulcan. Yeah. Even though, of yeah. course, we know him as a Vulcan. Fighting his human side. Yes, it's, and also picking up a scalding yeah, cup, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's cup of tea. Yeah. The, the cup of tea, and then, what is it, T'Pring grabs him warmly mm. by the hand. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and put on the fake ears. Oh, yes. well, mm. That was easy to do. Get the ears from the costume department. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, yeah. yeah. They incorporated it into the program. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. fake ears. I-, I wonder how long until we get to our Starfleet beanies. Oh yes. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the little the hat. regulation mm. hats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As I say, I'm doing it a disservice when I say I found it the weakest because it's not a bad episode. It's just that I think everything else this season so far has been so good. I mean, I think it's very much a what-if episode. Yeah, it is, yeah. And this time it's Spock's turn in the the spotlight. And yeah, he does a great job. All props to Ethan Peck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) the scenes in the 10 forward, him reacting to the jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And more specifically... (laughs) To the untidy crew member. Sam Kirk leaving debris behind on the briefing table. (laughs) Yeah. Last scene being forcibly restrained. Yeah, you you, you had various flashbacks. You have have him as natural Vulcan naturally without complaint just clearing everything up and putting mm-hmm. it away yeah and then snapshots of him slowly getting more and more, more agitated yeah. wound yeah. up <laughs> the crumbs the tissue paper yep. and the coffee mugs yeah so yeah it, it again it's a good episode it's an, an yeah, enjoyable it's, episode yeah. and very enjoyable for spock and nurse chapel at the end of it uh, yes illogical well again <laughs> that is 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 future events original series yeah i didn't catch the reference apparently she was going for some uh two-month thing yeah which is where she meets her Rod- husband roger corby yeah which yeah i don't think i've seen that original episode but, uh, yeah uh, he turns yeah. up as an android or something yeah 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 he gets turned into an android <laughs> mm. yes no we're uh, sort of you know, literally well you know, metaphorically sticking two fingers up at the um vulcan who is offering the her uh, the uh, position at the uh yeah, very very disdainful reaction. Oh, good grief! Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was slightly put aback. Well, for a Vulcan, anyways. Yeah. But when she rejected the, uh... well, it's, it's Vulcans are the highest pinnacle you can achieve to. Why would you reject that? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. Vulcans in general come across really badly in this episode. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. All There's... of them are pretty nasty pieces of work they're, and officious. Yeah, and... yeah, there is a certain. Oh. St- State that most Vulcans seem mm. to have a stick up their uh, lower lumbar regions. Well, yeah. I think they're very disdainful at times. Yeah, yeah. Again, showing how different Spock is, I suppose. But yeah, um, he can he can stand the smell of humans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor old Amanda Gray's. I mean, sort of, yeah. oh yes, I forgot to mention she's back. Yeah, mm. she's uh, it's the second time we've seen the actress in the role because oh, she, really? okay. she did a couple of episodes of second season Discovery oh, and first right. season Discovery. Yes, of Going back to the first of the modern movies where the young Spock is sort of being hauled in front of the headmaster and uh, Sarek is with him. Yeah. Yeah, he says, you know, talking about sort of uh, Spock's mum. Yeah, sort of Sarek just says, and because I loved her. Yeah. Mm. Is she related to Larry Grayson? <laughs> <laughs> Leave the room. Leave the room now. <laughs> Shut that turbo <turbulent. laughs> Anyway. Personally, if you get the chance... Watch them. Mm. Watch oh, the yeah. hell out of them. It's been an amazing, brilliant season so far, and we're halfway through. Mm-hmm. And we're introducing Shiraz to a Vulcan engagement ceremony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so Spock's father in law, he was very interested in joining in. 
Yep, it would be. And, and a small call uh, again to Pike's alternative uniform, the green wraparound. Mm, yes. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Which we saw uh, with Kirk. If anybody else has been watching Star Trek, colon, Strange New Worlds, colon, season two, you can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Those whips out. Ooh, I didn't realise he was that way inclined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's time to go back to the cinema to watch some Henry Jones Jr. and his Dial of Destiny. Ooh. Pause for music. Da, 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 da. I have to confess yep. a dirty little secret. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I quite enjoyed indiana jones and the crystal skull i thought (laughs) i thought it was a very good kappa a much better ending to the series than last crusade that's my personal thoughts Mm. entirely disagree but okay fine (laughs) i also quite enjoyed dial of destiny oh it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's Ooh. not without its thoughts, but Indeed. I know she's not here, yep. but Karen, agree, we both enjoyed this enormously. Okay. Mm. That's good. Because the reviews have been mixed, to say the Ooh. least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think initial reviews from previous and have were really very bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has turned around a bit, mm-hmm. but it's still is the, not, the, not the best of the series. This is something I would like to point out to the listeners out there. Films that have been ripped to shreds by the critics Mm -hmm. within five or ten years have become one of the the great films that uh, classic films that have been recorded. Uh, Opinions have completely changed. And certainly box office bombs have turned around to be great films. Yeah. Blade Runner and things like that. Yeah. And this is something of a box office bomb, unfortunately. So unfortunately. Far, I think it's made about 300 million so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like it's covered its cost. It's cost about 300 million to make. Yeah. But you've got to double that. Unfortunately, it's got, the, yeah. you've got publicity. You've got, obviously, the cinema's got to take their cut. Yeah. They're missing a couple hundred million at least. Yeah. It's not going to break even until good five, ten years down the line. If, DVD sales and. Well, and, yeah, Blu ray sales, but physical sales are dying off. Yeah. Will people buy this to stream or let's wait for it to turn up on Disney Plus for free? It's hard to see how it's going to make his money back. But anyway, that doesn't really speak of the film itself. That's no, just... No. I, I am, I am of... just... I'm drawing my line under the sand. This is the hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> I enjoyed this film. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. What did you think? What did you think? Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not what much. What are you doing here, man? <laughs> I just haven't had an opportunity yet. Okay. 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 No. You better I... make it quick. It's not going to be around for no, very that, long. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I watched it last week. I have only seen it once, I admit. I've I, caught it twice now. I, I watched it last week simply because I was worried it wouldn't be in the cinema that long. Yeah. We've, we've had, I've had films that I've really wanted to see, yeah. and they've only been there a week, and they've gone. Yeah. It's going to be around a bit longer than that, but it is. We've now got Mission Impossible, got Oppenheimer starting, got Barbie starting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the screen space is, is a bit limited. But anyway, so this is set in 1969. Yeah. Yeah. Just around the moon landings, because the astronauts have come back. Cause there is yeah, a scene they're doing with a them in. ticker tape parade yeah. through 
Is that meant to be New York? I think it's meant to be mm, New York. Yeah, sure. It's actually filmed in uh, Glasgow. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. But... I saw somebody who lived in the area filmed on YouTube. Yeah. A lot of the, the, the street had obviously been converted into yeah, an American-style yeah. street and all signs up about the... Fire hydrants and... Yeah. Mm, yep. It starts off... In the war. Oh, right, yes, we do actually go back. It, it's near the end, so it's got to be 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. The Germans are busily loading priceless treasures on the train mm. to take back to Germany yeah. because Hitler has lost the war. Oh, yeah, he's already lost, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so we are literally in the dying days yeah, of so the 44, war. yeah. yeah. De-aged. Yes, yeah. A <sighs> little bit of an uncanny valley. Some DH. shots are better than others, I yeah, thought. But yeah. for the most part, it's okay. There are a couple of shots where... There's one scene where they're running across the top of the train. It's in long shot, and they're jumping from carriage yeah. to carriage. And I'm thinking that is very Mario. <laughs> you know, it's not... I, it's That is not a believable figure that has leapt from that carriage to the next He's carriage. He's chased by a giant mushroom. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. almost that. So th- this is one of the problems I have with not just this film, but... Every single film that is coming up, we may have thrown shed loads of money on it. Mm, you just haven't, this one. You, you just haven't given the artists time enough to actually do their job. Yeah, and maybe. this is not this film. This is also the the Marvel, the latest couple of Marvel films that have come I, out. I, the I latest would say couple that, of DCs. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. The effects were flawless. I would say but Volume the, Three. I thought that was perfect. That's a real step up compared to the other Marvel films recently. Yeah, there there like, has been some. Ant-Man and the Wasp. There has been there has been some that the CG has been terrible. Yeah, they've got a release date. They've locked in the release date. They then give it to the artists to do. You've got to do it by that time. But it yeah. takes X amount of days for this to render. Doesn't matter. It's coming out then. Yeah. We get off topic here, but another common problem is that directors and editors don't really know what they want. Yeah. So they're asking for changes at the last minute. Yeah. To stuff, and they're rewriting things at the last minute. Yeah. Which it's... I think is why Guns Galaxy Volume Three looks so much better because I think James Gunn had it all storyboarded and knew what yeah. he wanted. Had it all. They they should get it all locked off and done before it's handed to, to the artists. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why yeah. Guardians looks so good yeah. compared to other films because I think it's just better directed. Yeah. They knew what he was wanting. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Anyway, um, yeah. Mo- moving on. So um, <laughs> we have the Phantom Dial that is going to Germany, which. Um, Yes, Archimedes Dial. Archimedes Dial, which incidentally is almost based in real fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something. There is there? there is a dial, a device that was got up from a sunken Grecian vessel that is basically an astrolabe or um, oh, it right. mm-hmm. charts the moons and stars. Mm-hmm. The moons and stars that were known at that time. Yes. And it's mechanical and it's something like a hundred years before cogs were invented mechanical Ooh. clockwork mm. was invented the antithakira or something that's like that. it that's it yeah yeah it's pictures only... of it here on on wikipedia it's yeah, a real it thing. was it was uh found uh, years 1901 in... it yeah found. it was found years and years ago but they've only recently been able to properly x-ray it and cat scan it to find the inner workings mm. of this Blind. thing mm. so yeah it's a little, little i mean a little bit of fact in in the fantasy mm. Yeah. Mm, a bit like an lithiometer. Yeah. It was determined by Indy and his friend Basil Shaw. Yeah. Played by Toby Jones. Good old Toby Jones. Good old Toby Jones. That this device might enable time travel. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Could possibly be that sensitive that it can register fractures in the uh, skin of the world. Mm. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, chaos ensues. We have Indy whipping and beating up various <laughs> people, grabbing the doll and making a break for it. Indeed. Basil gets to keep the doll and study it and try to find out what it is actually for, whether the theories are true or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Indy goes off and does whatever he does. And we then leap forward to present day. Well, 1969. Yep. There's a lot going on, what with the moon... Uh, the astronauts coming back so his yep. um pupils aren't as interested as they have been previously shall we say indeed there's yeah. a lot of noise a lot <laughs> of distraction nobody is uh fawning over him like they did mm-hmm. no back in the 30s yeah, back in no. The day, yeah. <laughs> no more i love you written yep. on the indeed, eyelids yeah, yeah. 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 The days have gone for him, sadly. As it turns out, this is his last working day. This is the day of his retirement. It does, yeah. And he gets a nice mm-hmm. carriage clock. Yep. yeah. she gives away to G- some homeless... He immediately chap. gives away. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, all, it's certainly not the indie we saw in the last film. He uh, is not as enthusiastic at the moment and not as, yeah. as into what he was doing as he was. Yeah. A- and there is reasons for that there are justifiable reasons yes. for that, as we find out as the film goes on yeah so what happened to marion we yeah they, initially mm. we don't know yeah he first time we see him he's is he's asleep in his armchair in his underwear and vest yeah he seemed mm. to be living in his own and yes indeed yeah he was yeah should we go into that because i think that's quite a bold thing to do uh, but i don't know that he really cares about the character they killed off um yeah no, <laughs> nobody really cares about well not that character, but I, th- I, w- I wouldn't call it bold. I would call it character motivation. The way the last two films set him up, yep. both uh, Last Crusade and Crystal Skull. Happy Ever in- he, happy Yeah, ever it after, was Happy yes. Ever After. He'd, he had everything he wanted, he needed, yeah. or he had a support network. He yeah, was, he's got his father back. Yeah. And in the last film, he's getting married to Marion. Yeah, so there was no real reason for him to go on this crusade. Why yeah. would he? You've got everything. Yeah. You, you're content. And that's a common problem in action-adventure fiction in general, science fiction, what have you. If you've got a partner and a family, what have you, then yeah. people just don't if, go if, on these sort of adventures. If you have it, if you're content, why do you need <laughs> yeah. to fill that hole? Yeah. Which is why you know, Star Trek, nobody's married in Star Trek. Yeah. You might come back in 20 years' time and suddenly they've all got families. Yeah. With off, uh, off Sulu yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, screen. Yeah, and Geordie LaForge. Yeah, I think that was needed to give ca- the character motivation, to, yeah. to force him out of his comfort zone. Also explains why they're not about. Yeah, handily explains why they're not about. Uh, At his lecture, all of his questions is asked by a young woman up at the top of the gallery who knows all the answers, whom turns out to be his goddaughter, the daughter of Basil. Basil. Mm. Basil Exposition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's the, the new young up-and-coming archaeologist. Yeah. She's the new Indiana Jones, effectively. Yeah. But she's not quite got his morals. Uh, this mm. this is it. She is set up initially as his semi-replacement. Yeah. But the way she is starting, she's acting and going down the route that Belloc yeah. was in the first yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Selling things off to the highest bidder, mm. uh, just in it for the money, not in it for the history yeah. or the archaeology. Mm, or the morals, yeah. Or the morals, yeah. So she's got particular interest in getting this dial because she's heard about it from her father who talked about it forever. Yeah. He, he died his, not too long ago, I think. It was his obsession. Yeah. Same way the grail was the obsession of his father. Yeah. Uh, as the fact that uh, it was given to Indy 
to destroy. Oh, yes. Last meeting. The last time they met, yeah. Yeah, and then we've got the Nazis. Because, of course, in Jenna Jones, every odd film has to have Nazis. (laughs) It does, it does. Uh, Every even film doesn't. Yeah, it's like Star Trek, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, But, to be fair, the odd films are generally the at least for me, the better one. So, Nazis and Indiana Jones go together perfectly. Yeah, it's full back on what you know, tried and tested. Yeah. So, naturally, 1969, Nazis are apparently gone, but some survived. Well, yeah, mm. some did survive because some were, I won't say captured, but were invited to take Paper part. Clip. Yeah, take part in the Apollo landings yes. and the uh, NASA space program. Yeah. To which mm-hmm. our nasty Von Nazi yes. was a mathematical genius, but was brought <laughs> uh, brought on board to uh, help with the uh, NASA rocketry systems. Yeah. So, so he's he's given certain amount of leeway. Now that Apollo 11 has come back, he's fated and he's been he, given some resources. Yeah, I think he's also, uh, there was mention of him, he's been invited to meet the president. Yes, although he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up, no. He, he's preoccupied with other things. So it but. feels like he did all the Apollo stuff just to get the resources to go after the <sighs> dial, which seemed like that's a lot more trouble than going after the dial. <laughs> um, okay. I don't think so. That wasn't See, the impression I was given. He's now in a position to take care of unfinished business. That's the impression I was given. Maybe. I don't know. The impression I got, he's, he's working with the CIA, who's yep. willing to make certain concessions for him, i.e. Mm-hmm. go after the dial. But he also has a, a group of hangers-on and minions of his own. Yeah. So his plan is to get the dial and go back in time and put wrong what once went right. Yes. <laughs> Correct Hitler's mistakes. Exactly, yeah. The, the impression that you're given that he's quite happy to off Hitler and take over himself. That's the impression, although I don't know how he imagines that would work. Well, mm. so you've got this guy who kills Hitler and says, I'm in charge. All the others are going to say, who the hell are you? Mm. No, you're not. <laughs> well, I, I'm, there was various... It's not Klingon here. We don't just take, let whoever kills our Fuhrer take but over. The, the, there was various attempts on Hitler's life during the uh, time oh, yeah. of Bron, Bron Himmler. Mm. I think. Well, he would have... The names, he would have the connections. Due to history, he would know who to contact. Yeah, maybe. It would It would seem to me to be a better plan. Not like that, to give him better <laughs> ideas. But, you know, um, if he went back in time and was the power behind the throne and told Hitler what he shouldn't be doing. and That could have been it. Because that, that's not the impression he looked like. He literally was yeah. going to try and take over and that's, kill Hitler that's, and take that's over. What the, which that's, I don't think would have worked. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's mute anyway. It is, it is. Because clearly yeah. he doesn't succeed. So this should go to Tangier. Tangiers, thank you. What's her face? I forget her name. The Helena. Helena, thank you. Helena succeeds in swiping said Dial of Destiny, manages to evade both Indy and the Nazis, and legs it. And puts that for sale. She's quite an interesting character. She's certainly better than Mutt. <laughs> yes, yes, a lot but better than Mutt. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is always going to be better than Shia LaBeouf, let's face it. Anybody's going to be better than Shia LaBeouf. Actual crim- cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> really? Okay. One, one of the complaints, one yeah. of the many complaints oh, right, I've heard, is that uh, she's another Mary Sue. Everything she does is co- correct and right. I have to disagree with that. Mm. I think she makes many, many mistakes. Yeah. Within the uh, Milu of the hero isn't up and down perfect. Mm-hmm. With Indy, there's quite a few times when he has 
got it wrong and got to make it up as he goes along. Yeah. I don't think she's a Mary Sue. I think she's a a rounded three-dimensional character who has growth in this film. She does... It's a different character at the end than it was at the beginning. Yeah, she's certainly more on side with Indy's philosophy by the end. By the end of it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She does what Indy would have done. I can understand why Indy wanted to stay... By the end of the film, I can understand why Indy wanted to stay there. Mm -hmm. But that would have caused a major conniption in time. Yeah. And she had her own short round sidekick in Teddy. To begin with, yeah, in Teddy. Which, again, Karen... She's not here, but Karen loved the actor... Of Teddy, oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, way the way the role was played, Ethan Isadore, maybe you know, the way uh, the way the role was played and the character itself. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun because for best well in the world, House of Ford is about eighty. Yeah, he's got more days behind than he's got yeah. in front. I hate to say well, it, but haven't we all probably? But yeah, uh, <laughs> so he's not the spring chicken. You can go the indie stuff running around too much. No. So you've got these two doing that. Yeah, the the leg work. My only complaint about indie really would be that maybe because he's his age but he didn't seem to have enough comedy failures yeah the thing about indie to me is that if he tries to tends to go wrong yeah often a comedic way yeah. like like we said he makes it up as he goes along yeah the plan yeah. we have is this plan that's gone tits up mm-hmm. yeah the adversity of it all is what makes it fun and exciting because yeah. it does always go wrong but ultimately it comes yeah. right yeah often in a way where he didn't need to do anything in the first place <laughs> yeah which is true here as well i think yeah <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, in this one, it didn't really happen so much. Maybe because it would feel wrong to be laughing having an eighty-year-old just failing all the yeah, time, laughing at an eighty-year-old. Yeah, hmm. don't know. But that that did not take me out of it. But it did feel less Damn of an Indiana Jones yeah. film for me. As I said at the beginning of this, Crystal Skull was a, a fitting end. This is sort of more of an epilogue. Yeah. I've got to say, if I have to sit down and think about it, like Rogue One, what's this film do? Who's this film for? What does it serve? And it's superfluous. It's just something tacked on. I could be callous and say it's got, they're going for the quick cash grab while they've still got in... <laughs> well, the uh, anti-cash grab. Uh, while, while they, well, that was the idea. While, while they've still got Harrison Ford at least alive and reasonably kicking. Well... Yeah. Not How to... long have Disney owned Lucasfilm now? It's yeah. About a decade, is it? I don't know. Uh, coming up but, to it. Uh, yeah. So obviously they wanted to use the franchise in some way because they, they now own it. Yeah. But... And it, it, it's interesting and telling that Spielberg and Lucas were only remotely connected to this. Yeah. So James Mangold directed it. And I think he had a hand in writing it too. And he co-wrote it with uh, three other people. Yeah. They, they weren't that involved. I suspect that Harrison Ford probably was still quite heavily involved. Yeah. Saying what he'd be willing to do and what he wanted to see. Yeah. There is a a rumour for Crystal Skull is health and safety said that you're not allowed to use the whip. We'll CGI the whip. It's too too dangerous. To which point Mr. Ford turned around and told them to go forth and multiply. (laughs) I hope so, yeah. (laughs) Talking of CG danger, though, every film you have to have a gross-out bit with bugs or snakes or whatever. yeah. This one we had bugs again, but they were so obviously yeah. CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. Quite badly. <laughs> that, that was oh, not dear. good. Again, going back to the off-topic discussion we had, yeah. just leave them alone, perfect the film before you get... Get a film ready before yeah. you release it. Yeah. Why didn't this go with live bugs again? I don't know. Health and safety. Yeah, maybe. I think for the first film, they lost about 2,000 snakes. They escaped or got killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the well, second film, they, they lost... Uh, 
again three three or four thousand insects because yeah. they just crawled away and got eaten or whatever see yeah. you know you've got to look after the insects and the bugs i suppose yeah mm. i suppose so yeah well, i mean there, there's the infamous thing about season one next gen getting sued because jonathan thrakes accidentally swallowed one of the maggots you know it doesn't <laughs> matter about the actor we've got to look after mm. the maggots yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, a little good cameo by Antonio Banderas. Yes, yeah. Pirate. A pirate. He lived a pirate <laughs> and he died a pirate. He, he wasn't going to die in his bed. No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And also we got a cameo from Sala. Yeah, he was in a couple of scenes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still singing, still being followed by children. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was a nice touch. I think, was he in Crystal Skull? Uh, no. No, he, no, he wasn't So again, in he's Skull. been in... One, three, and five. Yeah. So it's him. You're blaming he, <laughs> Salah's the one that makes it for you. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so one, three, and five, we've got Nazis, we've got Salah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a pattern in the his. Yeah. Yeah. And we do, of course, get Karen Allen. The, I, I do like the fact that he's been shot. He's at home. He's, he's hurt. Yeah. That's when she shows up. Yeah. Which was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and again, nice little touch of the reciting of the, uh, the hurt bit. Where doesn't it hurt? Yeah. yeah where does it <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some good moments in there, and you can see it calling back. Yes. In places. But was it more of a pastiche than a fully I, I, fledged. I think I it know. may be sort of borderline pastiche. I'm willing to acknowledge. I yeah. still enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. And as for the critics, mm. what damn film have you been watching? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, it, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it could have done with being a little shorter. It was 154 minutes, which yeah. out two and a half hours. Yeah. Which I think is too long for an indie film. It didn't flag for me. I didn't notice the time. There were bits where some of the chase scenes were maybe longer than they needed to be, like in the tuk-tuk <laughs> chase. That goes on for ages. <laughs> Did it need to be that long? It, there were bits which I think could have been trimmed, but yeah, on the whole... it As a final hurrah... I think it was worthy enough. Yeah. I meant to, to re-listen to our review of Chris Scully. I didn't get around to it. And when was Chris Scully? It was a long time ago. Long we, time we ago. were podcasting back then. Yeah. And we did review it at the time. I think I wasn't quite as impressed as I, you were from yeah. of it. Uh, but I am definitely more impressed with this one. Yeah. But it's not up there with... It's, it's an epilogue. Yeah. We've, we've had the main films. We've had the coda. Perhaps an unnecessary epilogue, but it was yeah, an epilogue. It was, and it does potentially open up if you want to have a spin-off with Helena Shaw, whatever her name yeah. was. I can't see there's going to be much call for it, I, particularly given that this is not doing so well. Yeah, which is a shame. Also, how far forward in time can you bring it? <laughs> yeah. 69, 70s, 80s? Could you have well, Indiana Jones in the 80s? You've got to remember the initial inspiration was the pulp magazines yeah, of exactly, the, yeah. the 40s, the 50s, possibly the 60s. But I wouldn't say any further than that. I think they were probably wise to, to keep it to 69. Yeah. So it didn't ever go into 1970. Yeah. You take it into the 80s. Is he going to have a mobile phone? Is he going to be a yuppie? Again, <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're cutting down the options, the, the position to be stranded. Yeah. You know, how many times can, oh, no signal. It's my satellite phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I could see them potentially redoing young indiana jones yeah recasting there were several young Indies. i think there were three i think in the tv series there were probably three yeah. plus river phoenix on top of that yeah. so yeah they could potentially do that but it does feel like a franchise which should probably be left where it is limited now. Mm. limited run like i say they don't really make films like this anymore but that's not entirely true because i think if you look at something like uh the jumanji sequels yeah those are similar 
they're, they're, in, they're more comedic. Yeah, they're in the vein. They're in the wheelhouse. Yeah, they're, they're action-adventure. They're obviously they're this, setting a computer game. It's different, yeah. but it's a similar vibe, that sort of action-adventure quest-type thing. So this brings me on to another thing. As we were saying earlier, something like 300 million. Did it yeah. need to be 300 million? I don't know what the hell they spent 300 million yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, I could be mistaken, but I think that would have played for four John Wick films. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the comparable budget. Somebody made a mistake somewhere and put a decimal point in the wrong bit, you know. Yeah. Certainly, as we've discussed, the CGI aspect of it, mm-hmm. some of the CGI shot, they had too much money thrown in the wrong places. They overspent on this, definitely, which is why they're in trouble now with the the back end. There's a couple of films that have been vastly overinfloated budgets that have completely failed to deliver. Uh, As we were discussing on the way over, the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, I think it's just about made its budget back. Yeah. There's Shazam... And um, let us not go into the latest Flash. Yeah, which is yeah massively in the red, I think, yeah. Big budget films are good, but I think they're just too big for their own good now. It's too much to try to recoup their losses. Yeah, Hollywood is in trouble in general. Uh, yeah. So many films of late, big tentpole films have not made money. They've, they've lost tens of hundreds of millions. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Maybe Hollywood is in for a bit of a shock when it comes yeah. finally comes back after all the, uh, the actors and writers have been given a decent deal yeah hopefully maybe things will have to change there are no medium films it's either fantastically overpriced or independent yeah you know there's nothing in between it's, it's not necessarily my film anymore but you don't get wrong cons no well they really. did try you, one you recently get... i don't know what it's doing but yeah it's pretty rare i don't know we'll see yeah. um also people like to go back to the cinema now yeah. it costs so much to go see a film oh well, yeah well, I'll wait two months and it'll be on streaming. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Be on Disney Plus or yeah. Netflix or whatever. I like, I like going to the movies. I like seeing my film first time in somewhere outside my comfort zone. I don't necessarily like to premiere a film on streaming. But this is me. I'm an old fart. <laughs> my hand is up. I admit that. But if I'm paying three, uh, two-figure numbers somewhere in the 20s for me and Karen to watch a film... It's just not worth my time. Yeah, indeed. That was our rant and our (laughs) controversy and our statement that actually we did like this a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen it? What did you think, dear listener? Please tell us at... Show at... Staggering... Stories... Dot... Net! we got any letters we have a bit of feedback Woo! Yee, thank Yay! You. all right this one's from Catherine Dragonmaker. thank you oh, thank you Catherine. oh perhaps before yes. we say hello oh, to yes, Catherine, oh, yes. we need to say hello to other things oh yes mm. hello, hello head of pertwee hello handles handles inky mcsquirts a lot, lot. Terence, mummy's phone yes. contacted us. Terence, Ninja Gonk, Gray, oh, great, yep, Graham Fields, Grugu, Nazi Churchill. Uh, no, it's Nazi, <laughs> Nazi Spock, Dangerous Churchill. I get it right in a minute. And yeah, various Nebulas, yes, Amy's, and one we haven't mentioned for a while, Shabon, the topless Indeed, female garden gnome. <laughs> 
Hello, Staggerers. Hello, Terence. Hello, Head of Pertwee. What <laughs> disappointing news to start off the podcast. I hadn't gotten around to watching Star Trek Prodigy, and now it's yeah. not available on Paramount+. Plus. Apparently not. I agree with you guys. They're definitely shooting themselves in the foot, dropping shows like this. Mm. The only reason I have Paramount+, Plus is for Star Trek. There's literally nothing else I've watched on the service. Mm. Yeah. If they drop Lower Decks or, heaven forbid, Strange New Worlds, <laughs> I'll drop them like a hot potato. Indeed. In other disappointing news, I'm sad to hear the Diary of River Song series is ending. Mm. I do quite enjoy her stories, but if it's time to bring them to a close, fair enough. Mm. Frankly, I'm surprised they got as much out of her as they have. Yes, it's quite a lot of yeah. box sets, sir. Far less disappointing has been Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. How's that for a segue? <laughs> I've enjoyed Strange New Worlds very much. Mm. Yeah, for me, this is the best Star Trek series in many years. Undoubtedly. And I do like Discovery and Lower Decks a great deal. Mm. We are five episodes into the second. I think they've knocked it out of the park. Mm. I expect more Kirk later in the season, <laughs> and not just George. <laughs> and while I've missed having more Pike, the rest of the main characters are almost as much fun to watch. The addition of Pella to the crew was an inspired choice. Mm, she's not been in the last couple, has she? Um, no. No, I don't think so, no. She, she's off ship in the last one, mm, I know. Yeah. If I'd known Yarl would be receiving the first uh, ep- uh, reviewing the first three episodes last time around, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to be as spoiler-free as I could with my previous <laughs> feedback. Oh, well. Doctor Who, once and future, past lives. Mm. New big finish purchases will have to wait until after Renfest starts up again. That's when I will have disposable income mm. again. Yeah. Glad to hear y'all have enjoyed it. Oh, yes. Yep. Karen, my apologies for springing the town of uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, on you without warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she mm. took a few moments of that one. <laughs> oh, it's like, wrong Conkomar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will try to give you a heads up next time, and I want you to know that I am resisting very hard the temptation to post a list of Native American place names for you to attempt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'll make sure Karen reads mm, this. Yeah. And, uh, you'll look forward to a response. It's not a nice impulse on my part, <laughs> especially because I prefer to laugh with people, not at them. <laughs> my trip to the above-named town was a success. The Good. convention was fun. I'm glad. It's not very often I simply attend uh, an event like most folks. Oh, yeah. July is not the best time of year for my Doctor Who cosplay, but at least the place was well (laughs) air-conditioned. Yes. Have I babbled enough? Has anyone else written in? No. Have I figured out how to wrap wrap up this feedback? (laughs) Time will tell, I guess. Be one of my friends, anon. Catherine the Dragon Maker. Thank Thank you. you, Thank you. Thank you. If any of you others out there, if anybody's listening, care to uh, write in to us, then you can write via... Show... Staggering stories. Dot net. Have <laughs> we said that enough? <laughs> Play us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh, thank God. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. But until that. I for indie. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Indolent. Indigenous. Ice cream. Is inveigling its way. Intravenously. <laughs> and indolently. <laughs> towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Captain, you almost make me believe in luck. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Volume 1, number 424. Featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins and the real Keith Dunn. 
The views expressed here are those of the uh, speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site as a whole. This has been an El Presidente production for www.stagnustories.net. The sniff get picks up so badly on the uh, the mic, see? To the measure past you so you don't get the uh, <laughs> Darth Vader breathing. <laughs> I take it you flew off the train. Yes. <laughs> well, no, actually, I was hanging on to the train. <laughs> oh, the, the worst of all worlds. Yes. Oh, Trying to pull the emergency sort of stop button. Just, just let go and go with the flow. Oh, yes. Yeah, but all the while, my knees were being lightly sandpapered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's that's why the, the best option, perhaps, is to yes. just let go yes. and accept the inevitable. <laughs> and that'll just use exercise bikes and uh, <laughs> rowing <Yeah>. machines. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not carpet burns. So. <laughs> what you do in your private life. <laughs> it was about a month or so back, some bloke said I smelt nice. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you mentioning that. One, yes. Yeah. Your luck's in there. Well, hey. yeah, and tonight someone started chatting me up. So, uh. <laughs> Quite a gym you go to. <laughs> are, are you sure it's, you know, the right type of gym that you go to? <laughs> it's not one of these meeting dodging grounds. No. <laughs> Grinder. Did, did you tick the wrong thing on Grinder? Did I swipe left and so <laughs> yeah. You wait until I tell Karen. Mm. The knees. Oh, oh, she knows about that. Oh, she knows about yeah. that. No, she said, what's that? And it's all poking my knees. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>